Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello! Welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience of Friday edition on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer Holly Roberts for Hour One. Yeah. And then a little changing of the guards happens at 10. Oh, yeah. We Just release like Holly. Buckingham Palace. People Absolutely. gather in the halls yep. when Holly leaves and Mike mm-hmm. enters. And yeah. you can't take pictures with, I mean, you can take pictures, but you can't talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I put on my fuzzy hat. That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. Very formal. And we thank you for that. There we go. That filled 30 seconds. <laughs> we have a three-hour show. Okay, hey, uh, I just saw a headline, and I can't decide if I'm excited about it or not. Okay. Because I almost wore one today. Oh. Peplum tops are back. Oh, oh that's yeah. one of my favorite female fashion words to say. Peplum! Mm, but they're cuter, apparently, and they're shorter. I don't like that part, because I'm wearing it to cover, you know, the flabellage. Um, yeah, apparently this is a thing. So I'm so glad I didn't throw mine out or yeah. give them away. You'll be seeing me in a peplum top on Monday. Uh, describe All peplum right. for anyone who by, by the word might not know what actually, can I try to? Yeah, sure. Okay. I used to work with a, um, with a, uh, a female co-host on television back at reels and, uh, Casey Messer and she would have, she would wear peplum. She would say, she taught me like the word peplum. I believe peplum is, <clears throat> okay, shoot, it's not an empire waist situation. It has to do with being wider at some point and then kind of getting smaller. Would it be like a peplum sleeve? Could you have a peplum sleeve, no. like a bell sleeve? No. no. Um, dang it. Let me let me help you out. All right. It's a sleeveless top oh. that kind of widens. It's, it's like a little skirt. So the top is kind of like a little skirt. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. At the waistline. Look up peplum. I'm looking at some stuff right now. P-E-P. It just gets a little wide at the end, almost like a lamp. It's like a little skirt. Yeah. A mini skirt attached to your shirt. Yeah. So, uh, what, so yep. it can cover up. What did you call it, Donna? Your flabalage. Flabalage? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would like a peplum top. Yeah. Oh. It's just, it's cute. It it looks very feminine. Yep. Super cute. Yeah. So anyway, ladies, wear your peplum tops if you got them. Where do you? Where does one go on the internet where it says peplum is back? Like, who, oh, who was running that? Oh, MSNBC. Shoot. I think I just lost it. It just kind of came up and it just popped up like an ad or a story. I don't know. Meant to be. Wow. All right. Here, let me hit my back button a couple of times and see what happens. This is coming from. It, it was an ad for Refinery Twenty Nine. And it just popped up in my, I get like a little newsy thing. All right. I got a pop-up thing too. Oh, what do you got? You're going to do a pop-up. I'll do a pop-up. All right. Just announced six minutes ago, Tim McGraw, April 20th, 2024, special guest Carly Pierce uh, at the XL Energy Center. Nice. So if you want to see the old Timmy McGraw. There you go. 
Thank you. We were at a concert last night. We were. We got to see Grant perform at the XL Energy Center. It was quite enjoyable. Yeah, so Grant, our former producer and the uh, current producer of the Loria and Julia show, who he's never been you know, forthright about this, but we obviously put it together last night, goes by the <laughs> stage name Cole Swindell. <laughs> and he rocked our faces off. I mean, this guy, this dude, Cole Swindell, comes out. He was the opener for Thomas Rhett last night. Um, and I immediately turned to Donna, and I was like, uh, that dude looks like Grant. He had a baseball hat on. He had, like, ginger-colored uh, a beard, which yep. Grant has. Just looked really nice and smiley all the time and just like uh at ease and he had kind of the same kind of um mannerisms if grant if i saw grant dancing it would grant it would he would dance like cole swindell and he would sing like him too and talk to the crowd in the same way yes it was very impressive so let's uh give it up for grant all right a man of many talents who knew yeah Yeah. it was it was something but honestly if you've ever uh, listened to uh grant on the radio and thought, I wonder what Grant looks like. Just image search Cole Swindell right there now. There you go. And as Cole long as he's wearing Swindell. a baseball hat, this is who he is. And especially in video when oh, he's yeah. singing behind the mic, I was like, what is going yeah. on here? It is uncanny. <laughs> so then we were trying to get a hold of Grant because we were like, all right, if Grant doesn't answer our call, this is Grant. Oh, it's like Batman. Right? Yeah, I told him he had right. the text. I wanted a text from him that showed like the the current time. Behind him, yeah. maybe a newspaper. Hold a newspaper. Up. Yeah, just like just tell us that you're that you're not. Yeah, him. Exactly. That was fun. Have you ever seen those two in the same place at the same time? I think not. Never have. Mm. Um, also, uh, I cannot put into words my take on Thomas Rhett in concert last night. Uh, main reason we left before he came on stage, but we believe he was great. I'm sure he was awesome. Oh yeah. And, and everybody who was in our suite, so fun. They were great. We uh, had a, there we was a young lady who it was her first concert. Yes. That yeah. was really cool. Just a bunch of really, uh, Really everybody. nice people. They were very fun. So we got to hang out with them. Everybody came to the costume party. Yeah. Tell you what, man, <laughs> what's the uh, Spirit Halloween store? I mean, I don't know where these people go before they come to these country concerts, but I feel like everyone is going into their, you know, their old, like the old trunk. luggage, the trunk. Yes. Yeah. And they're like pulling out the boas and all that. And then they get to their cowboy boots and their yeah. hat. It As I was pulling into XL, I was like, look at all these people. Everyone's wearing the same outfit. All the girls are wearing some form of Daisy Dukes yep. and cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. And a hat. Correct. Cute. And adorable. It's, it's just such a, and such an identifiable costume. You know, the hat, hat and boots, really does it. Uh, it. It was just like, look at these people, just yeah. fully leaning into it. Uh, we thought Nate Smith was good. He was the opener. He was good. Uh, yeah, I, I think he needs a catchier name, but that's just me. Yeah, Nate Smith is. You know. Bob I know Johnson. Yeah, he you know? works yeah. in production. <laughs> right. You know, it's just yeah, something. Sexy. Yeah, come on, Nate, work on that. But he was uh, he was fun, and yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good. And and the staff at the X, by the way, excellent. Always great. Thank you. So nice. But excellent. I cannot. <laughs> there you go. See what we did there. I cannot encourage you enough, though. Um, whether you stay for a couple songs of the main actor, you stay for almost all of it. There is no feeling like leaving a concert early. Just leave before the rush. Because as you and I walk down the halls, and I said, this is what I get every time. Every time I leave a concert, it feels so good to exit. Because if you leave, let's say you leave before the final song. 
if you leave 10 minutes later, you are shoulder to shoulder yeah. with a in the bunch ramp. of people. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're you're still in the parking ramp. You kidding me? Yeah, you're right. Thank you. And congratulations on our win today, by the way. Oh, yeah, we just won yeah, our weekly right. trivia. Yeah. Yeah. And by we, I mean you. Way no, no, I did good the first half. Hard. I did bad the second half. It was fine. It was fine. We all you got some blind it. spots. You know, from 1994 to 2014. Wow, that's a 20 year stretch. Nothing but country music for me. NBC. That's why. Ah, I love what you did there. That's why it's it's so difficult for me. So if you would like a sub the next time we are invited to play. Well, but it might not be 90s stuff. Like you almost got that Donna Summer song. Not question, really. Right? Kinda. I don't know who sings the cake in the rain song. That's MacArthur Park. <laughs> okay, that's called the cake in the rain song. But Donna, you're right. Donna Summer did do a cover of MacArthur Park, oh. and it was a it, it was a disco hit. So okay. you were on to something. What was it? What do you mean? Oh, what what cover did she do? Well, MacArthur Park because that's a cover because it was originally recorded by Richard Harris in the '60s. The song written by Jimmy Webb. But did Donna Summer cover that song? Yeah, they're both the same song, MacArthur Park. Oh, that's the name of the song. Yes. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> Happy Friday, okay, everyone. Okay, so she did do that song. Yeah, she did. It's called MacArthur Park. Who uh, left out the cake out in the rain. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Okay. Before yeah. we go, I feel better now. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. Yeah. Speaking of songs, before we go to break, um, I'll read this tweet that we got yesterday. Let's see, from Steph. I keep forgetting to tell you guys, Soup of the Day is the best jingle on my talk. I sing it all day. It finally gets out of my head. Then it's time for Soup of the Day again. <laughs> that from Steph, our listener. That comes up That's at 1145 awesome. when we call our cafeteria to find out what soup there is. Yeah, it doesn't benefit today. you in any way. No, it's, it's an just internal, all about us. internal cafeteria. We're just sharing it with you. Uh, we'll um, all right, what do we do? Ooh, Lauren Michaels has to retire at some point, right? Got to. And there is talk over who might take over for him. I think we both kind of like it. It's it's life imitating art. There you go. We'll tell you who it is when we come right back on my talk. Oh, hi, it's Donna for Spire Credit Union. You know, they've got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 20, 20. They've got 22 locations now, and I know you've probably seen a branch in your own neighborhood or maybe even a billboard telling you that one is nearby. They're great. I happen to be a member of Spire with a share savings account. But you know what? They offer all sorts of uh, savings, money market savings. They've got uh, free checking. They've got all the convenience services, which are free, by the way. I'm talking about things like digital banking, a mobile app, mobile wallet, remote deposit, mobile banking, and more. And when it comes to loans, let me tell you, they have got low rates at Spire. Uh, We could talk about auto loans, new or used. Spire gets the loan done fast they give you uh an opportunity to get more car for your money and they offer extended warranty plans with much better coverage and lower cost than the dealer for me it's fire credit union find out more at myspire.com spire is insured by ncua and equal housing opportunity lender good morning welcome back thank you for listening it's donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment all right. Dude, I could use somebody coming in and professionally stretching me. Okay. I would just love to be stretched right now. Are we just doing random thoughts or what's happening? I just felt I heard a brief <laughs> pause and I was like, I could say something that won't matter to many people. <laughs> so I just took advantage. Thank you. Mission accomplished. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.
<laughs> hey, uh, Saturday Night Live boss Lauren Michaels is 78 years old now. How about that? How about that? Ooh, wee. <laughs> What's up with that? Bum, bum. What's up with that? No. Which, uh, who do, who do, you do? All right, anyway, it means, uh, he's probably gonna, didn't he say at the 50th anniversary? He said, yeah, that could be, that could be a good time to step away. Yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense. That's gonna, um, season 50 will begin next fall, fall okay. 2024. So we're heading into season 49. If there is a season, you know. Yeah, I mean, it might be the end of the show. Hey, Donna, Donna. Oh, hey, sorry. No, no, we're we're talking about succession plans right now. Okay, sorry, I blew up. Anyway. Word on the street is that the replacement for Lauren Michaels, and I want to give everybody a thought for a second, take like five seconds and Mm -hmm. think, who would make a really good replacement for Lauren Michaels to be the executive producer of Saturday Night Live? Do, 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 do. Tina Fey is the right answer. Hopefully that's what you came up with. That's great. I love it. Sources say she's the leading contender, maybe the only actual contender being seriously considered at the moment. Uh, There is one so-called insider with heavy air quotes that says talks are already underway. Love it. This is art imitating life, Donna. 30 Rock. 30 Rock. Yes. She was the showrunner for 30 Rock. In uh, in the, in that great NBC sitcom, yeah, I know you haven't watched much of it. You're not a big Tracy Morgan fan, Mm-mm. but you know it's that show. That show made me laugh. I mean, laugh out loud when the glory days of the off, or excuse me, of NBC Thursday nights. Um, first, you had the old must see TV, right, with Friends and Seinfeld and Frasier. And, yep. Yep. Uh, maybe I don't know if Will and Grace was on Thursday nights, but. Now there was fast forward maybe ten years, and then you suddenly had The Office and Thirty Rock and Parks and Rec. I mean, you had some like really great shows. Thirty Rock is so funny though. Tina Fey is so funny, and she of course is trying to run TGS, which is their version of SNL. And so it's set in New York. It's set at Thirty Rock, NBC. Right, they right. poke fun at NBC and their relationship with GE at the time. It's very very. It's a great show. You know, at that time when... I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The, that show came out in Studio 60 yep. on the Sunset Street. I was leaning more towards that show. I wanted both to stick around. Yeah, they that were, was a good one. They were both about... Putting together a sketch comedy show. Right. One was a drama with Matthew Perry. Right. And who's that co-star that we Sarah like? Sarah Paulson. Okay, but I'm thinking of his... Uh, his oh, like... um, from Handmaid's Tale. Bradley... Bradley Whitford. Whitford. Yes. Great. great. They were great, great together. Uh, but then the 30-minute sitcom ended up winning out. It was a cheaper show to put together. Yeah. yeah. Um, 30 Rock's a classic, though. It really is. is. Yeah. I go, but maybe that's something I need to go back and watch. Classic of TV comedy. You know, even if you're not a Tracy Morgan fan, Donna, he's in the show, clearly. Yeah. But it's more about Tina Fey, Jane Krakowski. I mean, just about the ensemble. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tracy Morgan is, if I was telling you about it, I would call him a supporting actor. 
Tina right. Fey and Alec Baldwin. They're the yeah. leads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll go back and dabble. Oh my gosh! It, there dabble, are so many guys. jokes available in these shows. I mean, they just give you so many different options to laugh because they write a punchline per line. Right, and that's how Kimmy Schmidt was yep. also. And if you if you blink, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. Like there were so many things where I was like, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" I don't even know if any if everyone gets that joke, right? Because sometimes they were uh, hit maybe a certain demographic because there'd be a conversation going on and you realize they're just doing the lyrics to a song, right? You know, from like the seventies, yeah. And very funny. I will tell you, Thirty Rock is better than Kimmy Schmidt. They're both from the mind of Tina Fey. Okay. Uh, but it's just yeah. it's just objectively better. I just yeah, must agree. say this. Um, in addition to that, Donna, you another reason that Donna should watch Thirty Rock if you're just tuning in. You are in many ways Liz Lemon. You have a lot of Liz Lemon vibes to you. The character played by Tina Fey. Not the first time I heard that. Yeah, you know, it was like people would look at her and be like, "Well, she's got this position, so obviously she's done well. She knows what she's doing." <laughs> but look a little bit longer, and you'll realize. Total disaster. Right. You know what I mean? Right. A, a lovable total disaster. It's just, You yep. would really, really find her funny. All right. I'll do it. When? I, and for that reason, uh, soon. I'll do it soon. Just watch an episode this weekend. Yeah, I think I'm going to start from the beginning. Yeah, you work on your night cheese, Donna. Yeah. Well, you'll I don't understand. Know what that means. You, well, when you watch 30 time. Rock, you'll give it, yeah. Okay. Give it time. And then when her okay. boyfriend in that show, we just talked about this the other day, becomes the uh, mayhem from the Allstate commercials. Oh, yeah, that I love guy, him. He's great. He is so good in that show as her just deadbeat, dirtbag <laughs> uh, boyfriend. It's it's great. And I think that because of her success with, you know, producing and these shows and her writing, yep. of course she's the perfect choice to take over for Lorne. Right. And her experience on SNL. Exactly. And her affinity for that show. Also, Donna, Jane Krakowski's character. I love Rock, her, too. Is so well written. But she is this she is the uh, sort of aging star. You know, yep. she's not of a certain age, but she's starting to age out of what casting directors in this show would be like, you know, the hot Looking younger for. person. You're more like you're being cast as the mother. Right, right, right. And she just <laughs> really is just so delightfully superficial, vain insecure and sweet it's a great character all right you guys kind of convinced me thanks donna thank you steve thank you holly Mm -hmm. good day everybody nope we'll stick around we'll stay here okay that's fine it is friday don't forget we got a slow jam coming up at 11 30 uh we have a slow jam and at 11 o'clock we do our who's listening segment a weekly segment just to find out a little bit more about you our listeners and what we landed on today toy collectors if you collect any kind of toys or trading cards or, you know, those collectible plastic figurines, whatever it might be, Pokemon, uh, Furbies, Pez, Pez, dispensers, Beanie yeah. Babies. There's a new Beanie Baby documentary coming out. I know, I want to see that. Which got us thinking about this. So uh, at 11 o'clock, we will hear from you. If you want to email in the meantime, any of you collectors out there, um, email us at Donna and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com. Speaking of toys, Mattel has even more ideas, even more than we talked about yesterday for new movies, not just Barbie, but far beyond. Wow. We'll get into some of those, see if they took your fancy when we come back. Donna and Steve. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Hey, Donna. Hey, Guess Steve. what? What? Tonight, I'm going to Chan Ass and Dinner Theaters. Yes. Oh, yeah, girlfriend. 
It's happening. I'm going to see Jersey Boys. Uh, so excited about that. We've got a table for six. It's going to be a big old party. It's going to be so fun. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. This is the story of their, their kind of rags to riches, you could argue, to rags again story. A lot of the famous songs from the Four Seasons that will be featured throughout. It's really going to be a good time. So hope to see you there. So come say hello. Otherwise, get your tickets. Get them now. ChanhassenDT.com. In addition to that, uh, they've got a great concert series happening in the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. They've got a tribute coming up to Dave Matthews Band, Forever Everly, even a tribute to Bread as well. I uh, love Bread, by the way. I love Bread. You can see that. Also, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, Laughs, Improv Comedy, Friday and Saturday nights. Tickets only 28 bucks. Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, always entertaining you. Hello, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo! I think I might go see Barbie today. Think I'm gonna do it. That's a good plan. Thank you. Why not? I'm just gonna sneak away on my own. Yeah, turn my phone off. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check times. Thank you. Yeah. What, do you want to go close to home or close to here? I think close to home. Um. That's great. I could get to a one o'clocker. Wow. This is great. Okay. Yeah. Do that. That's a really nice way to do it on a Friday afternoon. You know it. Oh, yeah. There's. It, it's so indulgent to go to a matinee yes. in the middle of the afternoon by yourself. Yes. Ooh, feels like you're flipping off the traditional work world. That's right. You know? Yes. I can't wait. And then, you know, you should do take one of those annoying pictures of like the screen in front of you and your legs up and say, my office for today. <laughs> That'd be great. It'll be great. It'll be like, uh, you know, hanging with the seniors, you know. Don't you think a lot of seniors would go to a matinee? Likely not of Barbie. Good point. Well, maybe. When are you determined a senior at 65? I think. Yeah, I, I would fit. say. Some people say 55 and up for like certain discounts. No, yeah, but like times are changing, Steve. All right. I would say if you're collecting Social Security. Maybe we can start to have that conversation. Yeah, God yeah, knows that's I'm a good paying into it. Uh, right. Well, hey, you guys might us. be in a little bit of trouble. I'm that's fine. They've been saying, they've been yeah. saying that for yeah, a while. That's time. okay. The asteroid's coming. Oh, that's right. The aliens too. Yeah. Don't forget the. Yeah. You know. When do you want to do alien talk? I have I'm it later in the show. Dying to talk about aliens. But we can shift things around right now. I mean, I don't care. Well, there are three whistleblowers. Right, here we go. Let's do it. Do we need some space-like music or anything? Um, Holly, anything from the X-Files? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah good. just let me look in my files All here. Right, she's going All right, we'll give Holly a minute. Alien, uh, uh, just alien a talk. second. Hey, and so, don't forget to send us your emails to Donna and Steve Show at MyTalk1071.com for who's listening. Today's version uh, is collectors, like toy collectors. Yeah. Baseball cars. Star Wars. Yeah. You know. You know who you are. And then, you know, we'll judge you after you hang up. No, Donna. That does not make it feel safe for them. Joking. I said I uh, I threw out a suggestion that you thought was weird. Yes. Millionaires. And I was like, meh. But then you could have... You, you, know. you know, there's probably a lot of people who are millionaires on paper, but aren't living the millionaire lifestyle. That's my you know? point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are you? All right. What? How'd you get the money? Oh, you paid off the house. It's worth this. Steady 401k. All right, we'll keep it in the back pocket. Okay. All right. Now. We have to talk about this. 
This is terrifying. I don't like the language that is used here. Uh, uh, let me get this for Holly. You got to deal with this. Um, here. Congress had a uh, big UFO hearing on hump day. Perhaps of the things said, the wildest claim being that our United States government has recovered alien spaceships and maybe even, I thought this was the most interesting, maybe even dead aliens. There's a guy named David Grush. Love his work. He's a retired intelligence officer with the Air Force. He said, and it's worth noting, these things are said under oath. Okay. Not that no one's ever lied under oath, but you've got to have a real motivation to lie under oath. He said under oath that people with firsthand knowledge have told him that we have recovered UFOs before, or UAPs, as they're now called. When asked if we've also recovered bodies, he said yes, but used the term non-human biologics. I think we have audio. Yeah. Let's listen away. From Grush himself? Yeah, I think this was a back and forth. Um, he was being questioned. I like the line of questioning that he got, so it was good. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Wow. Biologics. Yeah, that felt like a power play word to use. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking maybe flesh. Sure. Well, it might not even be flesh. It just was a biologic. But not a plant. Like, I'm not excited if it's like plant matter. Well, it could be plant matter. But a plant with... Some brain that can fly this ship. Well, so some examples of biologics would be blood products, hormones, um, fusion proteins. Mm. We're getting in over our head a little bit. Yeah, we're going like real science-y stuff. Okay, now um, here's another thing that... Is worth noting. There were uh, two pilots who also testified under oath. Former Navy pilot Ryan Graves. I thought you meant the aliens. You're like, there were two pilots <laughs> they who both, testified. Yeah. Surprisingly well dressed yesterday. <laughs> no, two human pilots also testified under oath. Former Navy pilot Ryan Graves said he and the other pilots he flew with saw UFOs. He said they look like, quote, unquote, dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere. He claims these were not normal aircraft that he saw because they would hover in place in hurricane force winds, then dart off faster than the speed of sound. Wow. The third guy was former Navy commander David, don't do me any fravor. Thank you, Donna. He retold his story about seeing the famous Tic Tac UFO off the coast of San Diego in 2004. He's openly talked about it before, including on Joe Rogan's podcast in 2019. But again, this was all under oath. All three think that the government is hiding information about UFOs. Wow. Even from Congress. 
They called for a new centralized way for pilots to report sightings without worrying about being called crazy or losing their jobs. So people heard all this, and then naturally curiosity peaked, and they got excited. They started Googling stuff about unidentified flying objects after the hearing. The top searches this week included stuff like, what is a UAP? Do UFOs exist? But maybe the best, the fifth most asked question about aliens this week. Mm. What do aliens eat? Should one come near you, I suppose. Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces. That's the only thing we've ever been taught. (laughs) Uh, In other space news, NASA is working on a nuclear-powered rocket that could cut the trip to Mars in half. So that would be good, because right now it's a very long trip to Mars. This makes me really... Nervous. Wait, Donna, there's more. Oh, yeah. There was an asteroid described as the size of over 100 Barbie dolls that buzzed path past Earth yesterday. Well, this is just that's, publicity that's, for Barbie. Yeah, Lionsgate did that or whoever whoever's behind you Barbie. Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that has Warner Brothers written all over. That came straight from the water tower. Oh. Um, this is terrifying. Well, you know, when I was in Vegas in early June, I had a sighting that I had been waiting literally years to have, and that would be of Janet Airlines, a Janet Airline plane. Now, if you don't know what this is, this is basically the commuter airline run by the Air Force that brings employees to such places as allegedly, supposedly, maybe Area 51 on a daily basis. Oh, the next time you're in Las Vegas and you're at the airport, look for a white plane with a red stripe. I'm looking at it online right now. Yeah. And there's like the Luxor behind it, the MGM behind it. Yeah, It flies right from uh, Harry Reid International Airport. You wouldn't notice it, but be on the lookout because allegedly, yes, among its destinations is Area 51. That is a very large aircraft. They got a lot of people going to and fro every day. Donna, if you're managing such things as the Ark of the Covenant and alien bodies, you gotta you gotta have you a, lot need of a lot of people. You need a big team. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh wow, terrifying. If I said you could go on a seven day trip, all expenses paid, all access to You love playing this game. To Fiji. Like 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 Bora Bora, you are surrounded by beautiful blue ocean. You are miles away from your work, your stress, your rent, your mortgage, all of it, and you're just surrounded by peace in a cabana and people bringing you drinks, the breeze, the sun, soft music, all of that, all expenses paid for a week. Here we go. Or all expenses, all access to Area Fifty One for one day. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm taking Area 51. Mm-mm. I have to know. No, know. I don't want to know. Huh? Ignorance is bliss. Thank you. Or would it maybe <laughs> make it all less scary? Yeah, because you know, yeah. like J.J. Abrams' approach to any sort of suspense building in his uh, his work is keep it in the box. Don't there's a the, keep it in, in the, the box. Bo- yes, because what's in the box? <laughs> Is much more captivating, interesting, intriguing, curious than actually looking inside and seeing that's what's in the box. Yeah, Holly, you go. You're going to Area 51. Yep. Donna's going to Fiji. What are you doing? (sighs) 
Shish kebab. You know what? I'm going to go to Fiji, but I'm going to be honest. Day four, I'm going to regret my choice. I'm going to start thinking, <laughs> man, I can relax anywhere. I can sleep on the couch, but I could be looking at all sorts of artifacts and mm-hmm. maybe some dead alien bodies. Yeah, because I have a feeling that the trade-off by going to Area 51 is that you can't talk about Area 51. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then you have the burden of being a... Anytime somebody says, hey, do you want me to tell you something? I'm like, no, 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 please don't. I don't want the burden of knowing whatever thing you're about to tell me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I hate when people are like, I have to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone. I'm like, don't tell me. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Run the other direction. Yeah. Because then now you slip up and it's your fault suddenly. Right. Like, don't tell me you killed a guy. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm turning you in. I just am. If you say, can you keep a secret? And I say, yes. Then you go, I killed a guy. I'm, I'm, we're, we're no longer friends. After we finish dinner. (laughs) See where the night goes. After this bottle of wine. Anyway, we got to go. All right. Uh, When we come back, if you see something, you should say something. Well, wouldn't you know that Ethan Slater, uh, who's Ariana Grande's new boyfriend, his wife is speaking out. I'll tell you what she had to say when we come right back on My Talk 107.1. Yeah, we are. How's it going? Hey, everybody. (laughs) Everybody say Thank you. Welcome what are you back. talking about? What are you talking about? Right before we come back, Donna's just like, <laughs> you know, she's, she's looking at her, like our computers don't face each other. Okay. So our monitor, it's not like we're working on a shared buddy monitor here. Okay. I mean, the budget ain't great, but it's good enough that we each have our own workstations. And then she just says, right before we come back on air, do I have to reserve my tickets for this? Give me more clues. What What's the game that we're playing? I need more. Two more words. I'd like to buy a vowel, I, please. I want to go see Barbie, and I'm wondering if I have oh. to reserve my tickets online before I go. And does that is that something I have to do on my phone, or can I do it on a laptop? I've got random thoughts going on in my head. I think you're safe just going to the matinee, right. unless you have a real, unless you care deeply about where you sit. I like yep. an aisle seat. Mm-hmm. I do like an aisle seat as well. But I know, you know, for many people, going on and purchasing tickets either online or on their phone would just be a, a minor inconvenience. But I know that this will take you away from virtually every upcoming segment we have because it's going to be constantly like, oh, no, they just sent me a receipt. Do I have to print this? Oh, no. Why did I do this? I should just go home. Isn't it I'm amazing that home. I got into the concert last night? <laughs> <laughs> I always do. That's a pretty slick thing, how, how they can just send you tickets and then you can easily transfer them to people. I like that. Oh, and then you need to put open up your parking app. Then you have to open up this app. And I'm like, oh, for the love, just hand me something. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> and then you can't bring a purse. So I'm walking in with stuff in my pockets. I've got keys in my front pocket and a fob and lipstick. And the other pocket, I got my phone. I've, it's just, it's it's a hassle. So that was your fob alage that I saw. That was oh, I see fob. what you're doing, like see, a flob alage. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just... It, it's I thought a, that it's maybe that would show you, and when women go out to events like this where there are bag restrictions, that it could show you... I could do it. You could do it. You don't need... I say this to every woman in my life who I see carry around these heavy A-double snakes bags all day and just think, you know... You you could you could get by without it. You could get by without. It. I get it. You have tighter pockets. Although mine would give any woman a run for their money. 
So, but I'm squeezing things down in there. Yeah, like I'm taking my license out of my wallet, and then I'm like, oh, well, I need my ATM card, put that in there. Then I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go use the restroom, pull the pants down. ID yeah. is going to fall onto the floor. I'm going to go back to the concert. I'm going to get home and realize things are missing. Yeah. It's a hassle. See, this is what it's like to be inside my head, Steve. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I think our friend, not really our friend, Ariana Grande is going to have some PR problems. She now just, she's got some problems. Okay, so uh, we find out that Ariana Grande and her co-star, one of her co-stars in the uh, Wicked movie are a couple now. They've been messing around, if you will. Don't say that. They've been messing around, Steve. They've been messing around. Less than 24 hours after Ethan Slater, the co-star, filed for divorce, his wife of four years is kind of speaking out about this new romance, telling Page Six that her family, which includes their infant son, is collateral damage. She said, Ariana's the story, really. Not a girl's girl. That is not a good look. Mm. You don't want to be referred to as not a girl's girl. I actually found that line a little bit confusing when I read it this morning. But now, does it mean like not a girl who would look out for another girl? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I thought it meant like not a traditional stereotyped girl's girl. Like no. she's a tomboy. Okay. I think she means she's out for herself. Girl code is not being followed. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. This um, woman, uh, Lily J is her name, says, I'm focused on rebuilding a life for our son and rebuilding a um for both of us, a life for him. That's what I'm trying to do. That's my only focus right now. Um, yeah, I don't know how she's going to handle this from like, you know, a public opinion standpoint. The, I think the angle they're going with is, for example, Ariana was already separated from her husband. Sure. But I don't know what the situation is for this Ethan guy and Lily J. Well, I guess if you have to piece it together based on the social media clues that you get for a timeline, because I think both of their reps want to say, oh, they were both, you know, separated and we're already, everyone was in the know is sort of what the the little PR spin seemed to try to suggest. Hmm. But I don't know that that No, because Steve, just a week or two before, maybe not a week or two, a few months before they were, you know, the husband and wife were wishing each other happy wedding anniversary. You're my yeah, best friend. This is in May. Love him so much. So this is okay, just a yeah. couple of months ago. And they went out with Ariana Grande and the baby. Oh, no. That's not good. That and, is not good. And then back then in May also, Ethan sharing to his wife um, at Lily. the time, yeah. Lily, 
Happy first Mother's Day to the most loving, caring, and wonderful mom slash person in the world from me and this little guy. I mean... I always find that... the. You know what I realized? You know what I hate? You know what I hate? What's the deal? <laughs> you ever wonder? <laughs> Dissonance in life. <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> Dissonance in life, really, I I feel very cognizant of dissonance when so like the dissonance here being and and by the way, you've seen it. We're talking about the Ariana Grande situation, but you've seen it with your friends on social media, whether it's the dissonance of the picture they took from the weekend and then the story they share on Monday, which feels like, wait, why try to put the fake thing up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not to say you shouldn't share and celebrate the good things, but there's a way of rounding out the story and making it more authentic. But also you'll see this with couples, too, where it's just a couple of weeks before that their divorce gets announced and you see them hugging each other and loving each other and saying the sweet caption to each other. And then that dissonance of like we went from that to this and it's just so mm-hmm. sharp and feels so abrupt just yeah like take a take a beat you know like i i am imagining their parents or their families saying to them what are you doing why are you throwing this way do you think you're going to be with ariana grande for the rest of your life you're yeah you're leaving your infant son yes your wife and you're letting your hormones control your destiny like this is not yeah Ooh, yeah. It's. I think I uh, was at the morning show. Was it Jason who said something about there's a meme out there with Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City? Where I don't know if it's a meme more than as much as it's like a clip. Where this guy she sees him on the street and he's like, "I left my wife," and she doesn't remember who the guy is. Yeah, that's the Sex in the City thing. Yes. Yes. Like, just like, uh, I don't even know this guy's name, and he left his wife for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? Right, right. It just, it hurts my heart for that yeah. woman, for that Lily J. And the other guy, the Dalton Gomez guy. Yeah, it's just... Uh... It's not a good look. This is not This is not good for her. No. <laughs> no. Or, or him, obviously. No. Remember, class... Um, love is first and foremost, primarily not a feeling, but a commitment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a hard time wrapping my head around this whenever you say this. Because if it was based on feelings, then if you based your love on feelings. Feelings change every day. And and how if you're acting based on your feelings of love or not loving your significant other so much. What an awful relationship that's going to be. You're going to treat him well one day and ignore him the next day and treat him halfway good the next day. Emotions but if are love permanent, is man. primarily yeah. a commitment, then let that lead the way. I promised, you know, and that's very hard to do, but it but it can be done even through rough patches. You okay. can come back to the commitment. Thank you. How much what do I owe you for this? $100. Session? $100 okay, Friday great. discount. All right. Bye, Holly. Bye. Bye.